Welcome to Storytime with Grandma Rachel. I'm Grandma Rachel, and it's time to settle in. Get comfy in your favorite overstuffed chair. Escape into your imagination and the power of story. Listen in or read along. The choice is yours. I hope you'll join in often because story time is one of the most memorable ways to share time with the people you love. Let's get started. Eric and the Fox, Chapter 17, Attack and Escape Why didn't you share your fur with us before? My goodness, what a treat that would have been, complained Sylvie, teasing Eric. Now we're almost home. Next adventure, perhaps, answered Eric with a chuckle. I'm afraid I'm fresh out at the moment. It was very kind of Mama Bear to escort us this far, wasn't it? asked Sylvie. Oh, most kind of her, for sure, answered Lucas. I wonder if she could help with the Stonewater Bridge. Perhaps she could stop the inhabitants of the Champlain Hills and Ridges from crossing onto the island. It doesn't sound like she interferes much with daily activities. And she just settled in for the winter, argued Vivian. Besides, when will you get a chance to talk with her again? I sure do understand now why the Champlain Hills are to be avoided, said Rod. The sooner we get back to the forest, the better. I miss my pups. Shouldn't be too long now, said Eric. I can smell it. The air is already fresher and the ridge is declining. I'm looking forward to a roll in the grass and a splash in the creek. Oh, no thanks. I've had enough waterworks for now and forever, said Vivian. It's been awfully quiet on this part of the journey, commented Lucas. Too quiet. Makes me suspicious. I would agree, said Rod. There have been no birds or swoosh. Rod didn't finish. He was knocked to the ground. What was that? asked Rod. Swoosh! Swoosh! Lucas was knocked over. Swoosh! 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 Take cover behind those rocks. I've heard about these things before, shouted Eric. The group tucked in behind a rock, protected from behind by the ridge. The quilza, they are flying porcupines, explained Eric. They're super fast, so fast you can only hear them swoosh. They fire their quills, which knock you out. How do we fight them, asked Lucas. With honey, something we are short on right now, answered Eric. Honey gums up their quills so they cannot fly or fire their quills. Well, would anything sticky work, asked Vivian. I would imagine, answered Eric, but I don't know for sure. A little way back up the trail, I saw some berries. Perhaps we could crush them and make a paste. It might be sticky enough, suggested Vivian. They seem to have retreated for the moment. Let's make a run for it. It's certainly worth a try, agreed Lucas. Bah, you fools, you startled them too early, complained Gruff. We want them further down the trail. Send a badger over to those berry bushes and drive them back down this way, instructed Gruff. Who made you the boss, said the badger. You go. That dog is huge. He's not going to knock me off the ridge. Swoosh, swoosh. Gruff dropped in front of Eric, the others hiding behind him. Too late. You're mine. You cannot escape, and I will exchange you and your little friends for those pretty oval buttons, Gruff hissed. What buttons? We have no buttons, argued Eric. Be off. Go back to where you came from, you wretched excuse for a bird. Several badgers and quilza joined Gruff surrounding the travelers. 
There is only one way to go now, and it's over the ridge, said one of the badgers, and it's a long fall into the river. Don't be stupid, said Gruff. We want them as hostages. What are we going to do with hostages, argued the badger. Let's have some fun. We're going to use them to exchange them for the orange rat's magic buttons, argued Gruff. Behind Gruff, Eric recognized a thorny choke bush. He whispered to Sylvie, There's a thorny vine bush behind him. Sylvie looked over, terrified. We must avoid it while sending them into it, whispered Eric. Sylvie whispered to the others hiding behind Eric, That's a thorny vine bush. Don't go near it, but try to get the badgers and Quilza to tumble into it. Lucas understood, and he was the first to leap directly at Gruff. Surprised, Gruff tumbled backwards into the plant. Almost immediately, the vine started to twist and entangle him. Seeing this success, Vivian, Rod, and Sylvie pounced into the badger's fox fight style. Eric used brute strength catching and tossing badgers and a few quillses into the bush. When the fight was ended, ten badgers and three quillza were immobilized in the vines. Well, that is one benefit of that beastly plant, cheered Sylvie. Bravo, team, bravo! No time to waste. The quills and badgers are just regrouping, not retreating, cried Lucas. Down the ridge as fast as we can. Vivian Rod and Sylvie on his back, Eric sprinted down the ridge, not stopping until they reached the field near the Champlain Bridge. Eric hid near the base of the bridge and waited for Lucas. Eric and the Fox, Chapter 18, Surprise Catapults Moments passed, but Lucas did not follow. What's taking him so long? asked Vivian. He's usually not far behind. Stay here, said Eric, and he sprinted back up the ridge. Wait, Eric, cried Sylvie, chasing after him, but Vivian and Rob stopped her. Let me go, let me go, Sylvie cried. You will not catch him, Sylvie, please. We must plan as we would plan a hunt, whispered Rod. Sylvie stopped resisting and started to sob. Oh, this is all my fault. If I had never got trapped in that nasty bush, you never would have been on that island and caught by the badgers, and Lucas wouldn't have left the island, and now he's hurt or worse, and Eric is running into an ambush. Wiping away Sylvie's tears, Vivian answered calmly. Enough of that nonsense chatter, my love. This is not your fault. Mustn't think that. We must think now, Rod said. It's likely the eagle has informed Mama Owl that Eric and his friends were at the Champlain lookout. That was yesterday. Mama Owl likely told Eric's family as soon as possible, and they may be on their way here to assist. Sylvie, you know Eric's family a little. What would they do? asked Rod. Spunky and Moon would drop everything and go directly to the Champlain lookout along the Champlain Ridge Divide as fast as possible, said Sylvie, feeling a little hopeful. What else? asked Vivian. Shine would get the bees to watch out for us. The bees of the forest can communicate via their little antenna. It's really cool. And I think they would probably alert the Twin Pine Valley mountain goats to keep watch. Their village is not far north from the Champlain Ridge Divide's east end. 
Okay, Spunky and Moon are likely on their way. And the forest bees and the Twin Pine Valley mountain goats who live further east along this ridge may also be watching for us, repeated Rod. Well, yes, yes we are, yes we are, said Clarissa, startling the foxes. Don't be scared, don't be scared. Clarissa and Radar were watching the Champlain Ridge divide when they saw Eric sprint down from the ridge. They immediately set to meet the group, but Eric ran off before they arrived. When we saw Eric sprint down the ridge, Radar sent a message to Spunky and Moon. You are quite right, they are on their way, explained Clarissa. Just then, Radar received an incoming message. Stay put! Radar repeated the message. Stay put? How can we stay put when Eric and Lucas are up on the ridge fighting Quilza and Badgers? cried Sylvie. We expected that, said Clarissa. Billy has set up some honey catapult traps. He was hiding along the ridge waiting for you to pass. It's likely they have already been activated. Well, won't Eric trip them up as he goes back up? asked Rod. Billy will intervene, I am certain, said Clarissa. Eric sprinted up the ridge as fast as he could. There was no way he was leaving Lucas to fend for himself against the Quilza. Lucas! Hey, Lucas! Eric called, not caring if he gave up his position. Over here, called a voice. Eric stopped and listened. That was not Lucas's voice. Over here! Over here! Quick! repeated the voice. I recognize that voice. It's Billy, Eric realized, delighted. I've set up some honeyball catapults. Some are on a tripwires. Others have to be fired, explained Billy. I will go to the other manual catapult. You stay here and fire when you see the dust whirling. Good to see you, by the way, said Billy, as he clattered a little further up the trail. Frustrated, Eric could hardly sit still. Lucas may be hurt and unable to defend himself, or even worse, he may have been captured. He was about to leave his post when Billy hollered, Fire! Two quills had dropped to the ground, a sticky mess. A second later, smack! Gotcha! cheered Billy, and another sticky honey ball casualty fell to the ground. Eric silently waited for his dusty whirling target. It wasn't long. Boom! Ha! That'll teach you! Take that, you miserable bird, called Eric. And another dust whirl almost immediately. Smack! Thud! Woo! Woo! Eric cheered. Then silence. A very long silence. Billy joined Eric, and they waited quietly, listening. A moment later, they heard a faint P-P-Slul! Puzzled, Billy and Eric looked at each other, confused. Eric went to investigate, and it was Lucas, dragging an injured back paw, hopping, p-p, and slul-dragging. Unfortunately, he was covered in honey. Eric burst out laughing at the comical appearance of his friend. Lucas made the best of the situation and licked honey off his back as he trudged along. It's not as good as the honey from the island, Lucas said, commenting to Eric. But not bad. Want some? Three quills that triggered the honey traps back there a bit, said Lucas. I was caught in the crossfire. Billy helped Lucas onto Eric's back for the trip down to the rocks near the Champlain Bridge. Okay, friends, that's it for today. I'm Grandma Rachel, and I believe adventure has a way of finding those who look for it. Will you dare to look? 
Remember, your imagination is brilliant. Use it every single day. Until next time, this is Grandma Rachel. See you soon.